It is like you can't even turn around these days without another virus coming at you, either coming home from school with kids or maybe one of your coworkers who's calling out sick. This is not just you. Zooming out, the number of ER visits for respiratory illnesses has risen across the country. Today, we've got a virus checkup for those of us in Michigan and how you can keep safer this season. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Dr. Preeti Malani is a professor of infectious diseases at Michigan Medicine. She's here to break down what you need to know about viruses this season. Hey, Dr. Malani, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, April. Is it is it us or is it really people just getting sick right and left around the holiday season this year? It's not just us. Uh, cases of respiratory infections are increasing, not just in Washington County, not just in Michigan, but really across the country. And this is something that happens every year. I think we're more in tune with it the last few years. We pay more attention to it, but we are starting to see some of those numbers trickle up. Are you noticing anything in terms of hospitalizations in Michigan? Thankfully, so far, the hospitalization numbers are not very high, uh, but that can change. And as we're entering times where lots of people are gathering together, we, we may see that increase. I know that you keep an eye on what's happening in this space uh, outside of Michigan's borders. How are we doing compared with what you notice in other states? Well, so far, Michigan is doing okay. And uh, again, that is on top of a system that is already very busy. Uh, we, you know, we, we do see these increases in respiratory infections and uh, every winter, and that timing can change a bit. Uh, but it it isn't uh, at the thankfully it's not the same place and not the same in every place all the time. And what we saw in this country were numbers increasing a little bit in the southern states and yeah, it's starting to move up. And again, with the holidays and gatherings, it it can all change. But so far, at least um, in in our immediate area, the numbers are not um, what we would think of as peak numbers yet. Last. Last winter, last virus season, was the first time I ever heard people talk about a triple-demic of flu, COVID, and RSV. And I'm it's definitely like every time I'm at the doctor's office or at a pharmacy now, that seems to come up. How much has COVID changed the patient load for doctors and hospitals that do contend with serious viral infections? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good question. So health systems have been busy for forever really predating the pandemic. And of course, during the pandemic, uh, things changed to where number of patients who were ill with COVID, either in the emergency department or in the hospital, added on top of this already busy baseline. And, you know, each season's a bit different. We're now into, I guess this is the fourth season. Uh, and last year was kind of weird where we saw a lot of RSV early. Uh, and that put incredible, incredible strain, particularly on pediatric hospitals and uh, pediatric emergency departments. But um, I would say that um, anytime you have an, any additional inflow of patients on top of a busy baseline, it, it does, it strains the system. And it, it strains the system so that people who have other conditions, not infectious, uh, may have delays in care. And, you know, at, at our own hospital, uh, the wait times have been very extraordinarily high, but it's not because the volume is necessarily 
that much higher. It's just the system itself is so busy. Yeah. Who's most at risk from the respiratory illnesses that are circulating right now? Yeah, you know, the, another good question. So we tend to think of uh, the extremes of age in terms of who's at risk for complications. So that would be the oldest adults. So, so people we may be getting together with, medically vulnerable grandparents, and then of course babies and and young children, uh, along with anyone who is immunocompromised. And you know, we heard that term a lot during the past few years. Uh, this could be someone who's getting cancer chemotherapy, or they may be on other medications. Uh, to suppress that immune response so it's harder to fight infection. We can all get exposed to viruses, but most of us thankfully won't get uh, very ill with them. It'll just be kind of a miserable few days and we'll get better, but uh, these individuals could end up needing to be hospitalized or be seen in the emergency department. We need to take a break. More with Dr. Milani in just a minute. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's Stateside Podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. I'm mindful of what you said about the fact that the system is stressed. Not that we don't have adequate treatments, not that the strains of virus that are circulating are necessarily any more dreadful than they have been in years past, but that we're still we're still dealing with a lot of ripple effect in our institutions. How do we know when our illnesses are serious enough that we should that we should go to the hospital? Well, again, I think it depends on on the person, the patient, and certainly in a young child who's having any difficulty feeding or breathing, that is, that's an absolute, the person needs to, to be seen. And, and again, you know, there are urgent cares, there are primary care uh, physicians, primary care providers, and then of course the emergency department should be sort of the last, uh, the last place you go if you don't need to go. I will say like a young healthy person who has a sniffles and has a runny nose probably doesn't need care. And again, older adults also who are having uh, difficulty breathing, uh, high fevers that aren't that aren't improving. Uh, but there there are really useful people that you can call, and and I think starting with your own uh, physician or whoever you get your care from, uh, that's a good phone call to get, and and they can help help make that decision for you. Uh, but I would say if you're concerned, you know, err on going and being seen by somebody. Let's talk a little bit more about what's going on in terms of hospital care for those who do need to to show up. Do you think that having the surge in respiratory illnesses, seasonal though it may be, does it affect the care that we might receive if we do have to go to the emergency room? How do you how do you see hospitals responding to stress? Yeah, uh, so th- that that's an easy one to answer uh, with an with an enthusiastic yes. Uh, but I don't have a good answer for you in terms of what needs to be done. And uh, actually, last week, some of our colleagues published uh, on on this issue in terms of 
the surge in, in viral Ill, illnesses in children. Uh, this is something that uh, we saw all over the state. And they were able to show just how much uh, busier things were last year over those those months, the September through December, really busy respiratory virus months. And those numbers were up a lot more than the prior year in 2021. So again, it's not just our imagination, things are busy. And when that is happening, it means that every other thing, you know, it might be that you have a broken leg or that you're having a, a severe headache or, uh, you know, whatever other condition could take you to the emergency department. And, you know, again, I'm thinking of children in particular, that those wait times are long. And unfortunately, there are health effects to that. So again, being thoughtful about care that you can get elsewhere, uh, care that is not urgent, truly urgent or emergent. And I think, again, phoning to get some advice to, to help make those decisions because the entire system is, is very stressed and uh, being careful so that you don't end up having to go there for whatever reason. The study that, that you just referred to looked at I want to say close to 3 million uh, ER visits or emergency department visits uh, from the past couple of years, 21 and 22, across 25 different emergency departments all across Michigan. Was there anything surprising in the results for that? Well, I think it was helpful in 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 that the authors really gave numbers to it. And what they called for, which is really important, is that coordination of care across the region, particularly children's hospitals, because not every emergency department is really equipped to take care of, of kids. And, and April, just in full disclosure, that paper was published at JAMA Network Open, and I'm uh, one of the editors that does work on that journal. Right. So if we want to think about mitigating all this, <laughs> I confess, uh, I uh, COVID had visited our family's Thanksgiving table. And especially older members of the family did get sick, and that was not fun for them. Grateful everybody's okay. But, like, what does mitigation look like? Can you give us a set of questions we can ask ourselves before holiday travel? And, and I mean, are we back to masks again? Yeah, so thank you for asking that, because we can do a lot to mitigate risk at holiday gatherings. And the first one I would just emphasize to everyone is it's not too late to get vaccinated, which means COVID boosters, flu shots, and then if you fall under the higher risk group, you know, usually age 60 and above or with certain health conditions, RSV vaccination as well. And then, you know, kids have their own uh, prevention uh, in that space. Uh, being really careful ahead of visiting friends and family. You know, this is a such an important time for us to connect with loved ones and friends and maybe people we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, in terms of other things, there it really gets down to specifics for that gathering and their different layers and levels and what your risk tolerance is. And, you know, if there's a new baby or there's someone who's really immunocompromised, that risk tolerance might be low. And it, and frankly, it should be low. And in those cases, uh, smaller gatherings are going to have less risk. And something we can all do, and I've said this to you many times, uh, April, in the last four years, is being thoughtful about exposing other people to illness. You know, there's this real uh, FOMO, this real fear of missing out, and we don't want to miss those those uh, gatherings. But being super careful and not exposing other people. Uh, as as for masks, you know, masks are a really important tool, and I would encourage people to use them when they're traveling, particularly in crowded areas, so that when you get to your destination, you're not sick. What are vaccination rates looking like in Michigan these days? You know, unfortunately, vaccination rates uh, for flu and, and for COVID and uh, 
also for RSV are lagging. And uh, flu in particular is lower than we were even the last couple of years. And again, it's not too late to get your flu shots. I, I will say in full disclosure, I'm going to get my COVID booster later today because I had had COVID a few months ago. But, you know, again, uh, making sure, right, just keeping in mind and being mindful, like this is a good time to get vaccinated right before you're going to see everybody. Dr. Preeti Milani is professor of medicine in the Division of Infectious Diseases at Michigan Medicine. Thank you so much for talking to us. And hey, thanks for getting that vaccination, too. Thanks. And happy holidays to you. That's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Bear. You can find full Stateside episodes when you're ready for more listens. If you have some spare time over the holiday at michiganradio.org. Today's podcast was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansak, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our interns are Laura Neong and Olivia Meradian. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for the show comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Audio Network. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch up with you again next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.